All right, we're on. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Zero for Hire. And we still don't have a, an official name for the show. It's just the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. The podcast with Zero for Hire. Um, I mean, we could call it the, the Zero for Hire. Blah, the Zero for Hire podcast. Or, I mean, at this point, we might as well go back to Zero Hour. I don't have a decent name. It's all said about set around whether or not you know who I am, which is weird because like, who am I? You know, I'm not, I'm not born into wealth. I don't have media people in my family. I don't have connections. I don't really have resources to be honest. Like I took a day off, um, recording from the recorder because I was low on batteries and I had to go up the hill and get some more for this recorder. Yeah, that's how we are. Anyways, this is the show that is centered around what's going on in my world and yours. And in my world, I haven't been talking very much about my world, especially creatively. I haven't been fair. Um, I've been talking about a lot of just random stuff because I've been getting up in the morning. And I wanted to have this podcast out by 10 a.m. That's my goal was to have the podcast out by 10 a.m. every day, even if I have to record it the night before. But these last couple of nights have been frustrating because uh, what's been going on in my world is we are running out of money, like for reals. I've been living off my savings for the last two months. And uh, yeah, we've, we bought an RV, we sold our house, we moved to another state, and uh, we've just been sitting on about six grand. Well, when you move to another state, you got to get new IDs, you got to get new insurance, you got to change everything over. It's a big hassle, stuff that I never thought about. Some of it's still not done. Um, we had to do repairs for the R, for the RV that we weren't expecting. Well, we got a new vehicle. We had to get that registered. And we've been doing titles and transfers and bought a P.O. box. And uh, it's been a lot, a lot of, lot of fees, a lot of fees. Um, and like I said earlier episode, the food is eating me back. I went through my monthly finances and I realized that we have been going to the store and spending 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 70 bucks. And you can always tell when I go grocery shopping because it's always like 60 or 70 bucks. Um, like today we spent 70 bucks on groceries and it was just like me really strategically thinking hard about how to combine meals because we didn't, we don't really have money for food. We don't have money for anything anymore. It's been drained. So what happened? We got here. Uh, we were living on land with family. Uh, we were spending money on repairs and stuff and registration, like I said. And I just wasn't keeping very good track of things financially. And so, like, if something needed to be done, we just did it. And we weren't going out to eat a whole lot. Um, I think the first week... I took my kids to Sonic like twice, once for dinner, once for ice cream. Um, my kids love Sonic the Hedgehog, so they, they saw a restaurant called Sonic and they lost their friggin' minds. And they're good kids, so usually when they want something, you know, I want to do it. Uh, we didn't. We haven't taken them to the movies. We haven't really gone out to eat. We haven't really done things. We've, we've been going to like nature centers and stuff. And so I've been spending a lot of money covertly, you know, filling up the gas tank. Um, there's not really like admissions and stuff when you go to state parks, but 
buying food, you know, buying Lunchables for everybody, uh, things like that. Just like when you covertly spend $12 and you're like, what did I spend $12 on? That's the kind of stuff that I've been doing. So anyways, uh, food inflation is just been eating me alive. One of the reasons we bought the RV. We've been buying a lot of propane. That's another thing. Buying a lot of propane. I've probably, in the last two months, spent about $200 on propane. Yeah, I would say it's about $200 on just propane. And it's the expense you don't really think about. So, that's what's been going on in my world. It's just trying to, trying to live, trying to cover expenses, and, and learning the real cost of things. Uh, then we got a photography job, and I told you guys in the Usurper episode that um, there was some unexpected uh, poaching going on from a different photographer, and uh, that really cut into things. We were not expecting her to cut into our customer base like that. And so um, now we're, like, delivering photos and trying to do, like, reshoots and, and make up for things that were done wrong or things that are missing and paying for all this stuff out of pocket because um this was like a this is and this is also new running your own business there are logistics that sometimes get unaccounted for and so like i have uh you know i have like 45 customers and so i have to keep track of all their names all their orders we have order forms and everything and then when i go through and do the order forms they're you know, I have a kid come right up, walk past my, my wife and walk right up to me. Dad, can I have a cookie? And I'm like, I'm trying to do orders and keep track of what I'm doing. Dad, can I have a cookie? Oh, no, I can't find my sock, you know, and so, because dad's home. So it's like, go bug me for stuff. So me and my wife had to work that element out. Working from home, I mean, it's it's different, man. It's, it's weird. It's different. And uh, working from home when you're already sitting on a pile of money, it's easy to lose track of things. And I think that that was that's where I made the biggest mistake. So why am I talking about my finances? Because um, one, because I just I don't care to talk about stuff like that. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I think knowing where your peers are is a good way to gauge your own level of sanity. And uh, being able to admit that I've made mistakes is another good thing. Um. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, and I think that's all, all I really need to talk about for for what I'm doing. So what's going on in your world? Well, let's talk about Elon Musk and the Daily Wire because apparently some people in my vicinity, in my circle, don't don't want to talk about it. But here on the podcast, let's go to the, the, the social media thing. And you guys have been talking about this as much as I have. Now, I found out about this on Truth Social. And interesting thing about Truth Social is that it sends you news articles throughout the day. So just how like some, some random person I've never heard of will have a tweet about some news event, I'll get it on Twitter they'll send me a push notification well now truth social will send news you know they'll do similar things and i'm mostly only signed up to, to news stuff on truth social um, there's not a lot of normal people on there 
they're all like hardcore MAGA people or news organizations or, or pundits of some sort. So it's kind of a weird social sphere right now. We're working on it. But that's why I heard that uh, Elon had ordered, had um, ordered, had hired this this lady as her as his new CEO, and um, they've been getting on Elon's case about how he tweets and and the fact that he does tweet and whether or not he stands up for free speech or whatnot. And this this new CEO is very very much censorious. She's been reported to have been working for the WEF and um, this all started coming out in the wash where the Daily Wire is celebrating the one year anniversary of the What is a Woman documentary a lot of characters in this story right and so to do that uh, they wanted to host it on Twitter for 24 hours so that everyone could watch it at the beginning of Pride Month and they were going to host the What is a Woman documentary. Now, part of the reason they're doing this is because Matt Walsh got kicked off YouTube or YouTube wants to censor or demonetize him or something. And so he's saying instead of bowing to YouTube's rules, that he would just not have his show on YouTube anymore. And the Daily Wire opted to move all of their shows over to Twitter. Now, they're, they're moving all their shows over to Twitter instead of Rumble, I believe, because while they're, they've started, you know, this is the fastest growing, you know, the, the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast in the nation. Like that, that's been Ben Shapiro's shtick for a long time. But Ben Shapiro's been one of the loudest anti-Trumpers um, going along with the, you know, 2020 mass mandate you know, lockdown type stuff. Been very, like, I think, playing it safe around issues that matter in the conservative space, quote-unquote conservative space. And the Daily Wire's been very Christian-friendly, but they're not actually Christian. And so I think, like, without the element of the left, that the Daily Wire doesn't really have what it takes to survive in just a right-wing environment. And I can understand that. I mean, you look at somebody like a, a Brandon Tatum, uh, Steven Crowder. They had that tiff with Steven. Um, what is it? The Not the Yang Yang Twins. The, the oh, boy, what are the twins? The twins. You know who I'm talking about. The, the twins, the two black guys, the bodybuilders, um, just look at some of these figures that are not on really on YouTube anymore. They're kind of on Twitter, but they're really prevalent on Rumble. Stu Peters is another one. And they got this like edgy, hardcore element to them. And I think that's what people are drawn to. Um, and We Know is another one. Oh my gosh. I went to, because I have a friend that's always talking about And We Know, And We Know. Love that show. So I was like, I've never actually sat down and just watched it. So I tuned in, and he's 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 got all these like numbers circled on emails and posts, and he's like, and this one is is twenty four, but this one is twenty three, and if we come over to four chan, then we have twenty five, and everything means something, right? So we have twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five, and he's drawing all these arrows, and you know that, you know that meme of the guy with like the the contact board, and he's like, 
you know, he's got a cigarette in his hand and strings are tied to pictures. And stuff. That's what it looks like. That's what it felt like. And also, I am not a person who's ever going to take numerology seriously. So, like, one way to turn me off and to get me off of the trail of whatever you're trying to explain to me is to bring numerology into your argument. Then I'm done. I will not take you seriously. I'm done, man. It's witchcraft. It's voodoo. And you're going to have to, you can't change my mind on that. So, when I went to the And We Know channel and he's doing all these, like, numbers and conspiracy circles and numerology i'm just like whatever dude i'm done i'm not i was watching this crap and that's you know that's what the right conservative media is it's like edgy hardcore stuff that is hard to stomach and i and i include myself in that category because i find that i'm i'm a very straightforward edgy hardcore when i speak type of person and that's not for everybody and the daily wire that's not them. The Daily Wire, they're a bunch of elitists. And so you're going to take, you know, a bunch of elitists and put them in this in this uh, right-wing environment. They're not going to thrive. And let's just bring the elephant out of the closet or, you know, point out the elephant in the room. The Daily Wire is funded by, I believe, they're not the Mercers. What are they? They're this, like, Christian-Jewish family and with all of the like weird Jewish talk that happened with Kanye and everything in his last couple of years that really drew that out of the carpet that there's a lot of people that are on the all fully on board with this like alternative history about the Jews and and Jewish bankers and cabals and secret societies it's like people are all in on that stuff and they believe it wholeheartedly 100 percent and it's it's hard, man, because once you start getting a faction of people that believe that there is an alternative view of history, no argument can ever be made because they already have an alternative argument, an alternative history. They have their own alternative facts. So all of that stuff is going on in, in the in the right wing sphere. And the left wingers don't know anything about it. They think it's all, you know alt-right and and white supremacy and they have these buzzwords that they don't know what they mean but they're really it's just because they're not paying attention and they're they're also steeped in the mainstream media narrative of everything the daily wire has one foot in the you know they're going to slap around the mainstream narrative a little bit but they can't survive in right-wing culture so what do you do with them well they have to go to twitter and that's what happened. Matt Walsh um, and, and the rest of the Daily Wire guys are putting their shows on Twitter. And um, Twitter said, no. No, you can't host. You know, they, I guess they had it worked out. There was a contract or something. That they said, no, you can't do that. You can't host here. And um, they said that they were going to call it hate speech and that they were going to demonetize, not demonetize it, that they were going to throttle it and shadow ban it. So you have to actually go to their account if you want to watch it. They won't let it. You can't share it on your on your feed and show people, oh, look at this documentary and let it spread naturally. So they got throttled. And, you know, as much as it sucks, it's kind of like, well, why didn't you just post it on Rumble? Why don't you just make it available on your own website for free or 
something. You know, like you know that the that this is where social media is going. And we all put our hopes in Elon. And we all said, Elon, say it ain't so. And then Elon, you know, he tweeted about it once the news came out and he was like, Well, what did he say? Let me let me pull it up. He says, no, no actual choice, but comply with government censorship. This was like the day before, I believe. And then Telegram says it won't respond to political censorship requests, which is good. I'm, I, I like that. Well, you guys have been posting a lot of uh, tech news, and that's why I'm pulling directly from this stuff. Twitter backs out of streaming of what, what is a woman cites misgendering as their as their um, reason why. Right. Because two people in the in the documentary, quote unquote, misgendered somebody. So it's like you're you're going to have a you're going to have a a discussion about something that's being debated on both sides. And because one side states their understanding and their belief accurately, you want to block that. Which is stupid. You're supposed to let both sides state what they believe and then let the viewer decide for themselves and put those views up against each other. But Twitter doesn't want to do that. And so everybody's looking at Elon because the buck stops with him. I mean, this might be middle management. This might be the new CEO. This might be a lot of things. But for Elon to be running around talking about, nope, Twitter is free speech. And then to let this happen. Yeah, that's on you, Elon. Um... Zaza says, yeah, I'm 99% stopped using Twitter unless someone sends me a link to something interesting. And I think that's a lot of people. Um, We use Twitter to be able to get to links that are shared on Twitter, and that's about it. There's not a lot of social interaction on Twitter. Once we all started finding out that we were being shadow banned, it hurt our feelings and it hurt our pride. And we said, screw you, Twitter. But we couldn't completely walk away, right? I mean, I've done it. I've I've streamed and been like, you know, I'm going to send this live stream to YouTube and Twitter. You know, the two platforms that seemingly hate me the most <laughs> because people might see it. Right. Well, we got to we got to get over this stuff. We got to get better and we got to start coming to an understanding that social media is dying, if not dead already. And the the only solution I think that we have is c- micro communities and and literal communities social media was a failed experiment and the and the sooner we understand that the better the world will be for it um but so many of us including myself are just addicted to social media and we're addicted to the possibilities that we were sold when it con- concerning social media because of the illusion of the influencer I have to state it that way. Like, let's let's be honest with with the Daily Wire. The only reason they're on Twitter is because they want to be able to monetize what they're doing. They're not going to make any moves where they cannot clearly monetize what they're doing, and they're not going to make any moves that limit their ability or the 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 range and the scope of their monetization. And it's just something that I see from a lot of creators. And, and financially, it's smart. You know, I opened this podcast talking about how I'm going broke. But people need to be able to monetize their work. And I think what the Daily Wire looked at, looked at Twitter, they looked at, like, Odyssey. They, looked, they had an account on Minds, believe it or not. Um, 
and they, they looked at Rumble. They look at these accounts. They say, we don't get enough traffic. We're not going to be able to make ends meet. We're not going to be able to retain. I, I remember when, when, when Matt Walsh did this, he's like, I'm not going to languish in obscurity. And also, they're not going to be able to survive without the generic American media model of strife and conflict and outrage. I mean, that's 99% of what the Daily Wire does is strife, conflict, and outrage. When's the last time you read something on the Daily Wire because it was uplifting and encouraging and not uh, um, sticking it to the libs somehow? You know, it's good that they are there to be able to introduce people to new and alternative forms of um, content and and ways of viewing the world and new stories and and get away from the established media narrative. But it's all couched under sticking it to the libs. And you can tell because they have so many like Candace Owens. Let's go to Candace Owens for a minute. Candace Owens came out with this video the other day where she was doing a victory lap because she said that Black Lives Matter is a scam. Now, if you've known me for a long time, and if you remember and followed my old show, The Zero Hour, I also said Black Lives Matter is a scam. I I remember saying to someone, Black Lives Matter wears wears blackness like a skin suit it wears blackness the same way that the giant cockroach wore the farmer's skin on Men in Black. It may kind of look like a farmer, but you know underneath it's just a giant bug. It's not really a farmer. He's wearing a skin suit. That's what Black Lives Matter was doing to quote-unquote blackness. They don't care about black people. They don't do anything to help the black movement or whatever that means or whatever they were doing. It's a bunch of trannies pushing their Marxist ideas and concepts and enriching themselves and and paying their families. And what what did everybody else do? Y'all ate it up with a knife and a fork and, and put black squares on your social medias because some reason. And I asked people directly, I called them out, like, why are you doing this? This is dumb. Oh, it's the movement, man. It's the culture. They don't know. They don't friggin' know. And even Patrice and I believe, I think it was Patrice, came out with a video criticizing everybody. It's like, we we give you, we, we tell y'all exactly what to do. We give you hashtags. I remember that video. She said, we give you hashtags. We give you clear directions. And, and, and what do you, what do you, you, completely mess it up with a bunch of black squares she was like you jam up our hashtags with black squares she thought it was the stupidest thing in the world y'all thought y'all were supporting black lives matter she was pissed off that y'all were jamming up the hashtags that they were using to undermine society with in their riots and stuff so i mean that was kind of funny to me But when they, when they came out as a scam, did I come out and say, 
Ah, I told you. Ah, Black Lives Matter. It was a scam. And y'all was believed. You believed it. And I told you because I knew better. And blah, blah, blah. No, it's true. Y'all ate it up with a spoon. A lot of, a lot of folks donating to Black Lives Matter. Y'all should feel like idiots. Yes. But the victory lap that Candace Owens was doing turned into what was essentially somebody beating an old man who had already fallen down. You know, like you ever see somebody get their comeuppets and then it starts to cross the threshold to something that's sad and something that you're not okay with anymore and it's it's like cruelty. That's what that's what the Candace Owens thing. I remember there was a movie with that actor Rock and he was an old man and he was walking on a cane and some kid tried to rob him and he bumped into him and, and, and Rock caught him with the cane and started beating him with the cane and that scene went on for just a little bit too long and he was really whooping the crap out of this kid and he was just like beating the crap, like just angrily beating the crap out of this kid and the kid was crying and like he was like an older teenager, he wasn't a child, but he was a kid, you know. And and it was like, okay, this is like like you 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 were glad that he got caught and you were glad that Rock the old man got to keep his wallet, but then like that scene went on for way too long and it was like, okay, I'm you got okay, you got him. You got your justice. You got your it was too much. And that's that's what Candace Owens has become. Um she's doing her victory lap, but it's too much. Matt Walsh, he knocked it out of the park with what is a woman. And I feel like maybe Candace Owens is a little bit threatened. Now, she's been trying to do her own version of the Candace Owens show. I'm guessing that people aren't really tuning in to her TV show like they were before. Because I keep seeing iterations of the quote-unquote Candace Owens podcast. She was doing it on Parlor for a while when they sold it to Kanye. I don't know what that was about. And then I just, that's where I saw her gloating about Black Lives Matter was on the Candace Owens podcast on YouTube, even though it's not a freaking podcast if it's on YouTube, but whatever. They're just rebooting her over and over again, and she's just getting worse. And maybe, you know, I think that YouTube is losing money, or YouTube, the Daily Wire is losing money. And they just have these fake plastic elitist personalities but they're not going to do anything without monetizing. So they had to go to Twitter where they could write a contract and they could, you know, to, to believe in capitalism, but then not try to do it through pure capitalism. They're like, no, we need contracts and we need to be able to manipulate the metrics and we need to, no, it's just all this corporatist crap. That's why they're not on Rumble. If they were on Rumble, people wouldn't watch it. You would be able to tell that people aren't watching it. Also, the Rumble platform is hard to use and it's kind of trash. And I stand by that. I'm sorry. I know that they're publicly traded now. I, I think I had bought some stock in Rumble a while back, and I ended up selling it. It's, I'm just not, it's not great, dude. Like, it's not easy to use. Like, I would rather use Vimeo. I would rather watch videos on Vimeo than Rumble. And every once in a while, this is so weird, because every, let's say, month or two, I'll go back to Rumble, and I'll start you know, I'll download the app and be like, maybe I should uh, try to watch videos on Rumble again. And then I remember, oh, yeah, this is a trash platform. But that's all we got, right? That's the only safe place for conservative thought. 
um, that I know of. And I use I use Odyssey, but one of our producers was saying that it wasn't. I don't remember if his argument that it wasn't mainstream or if it wasn't user friendly. It was one of the two. Um, Tim, let me know what, what, what was the what was the issue with Odyssey. And I kind of backed off of it because of the crypto element. Like I'm I'm so over crypto. I got all these like thousands of credits and Odyssey, but I can't like I can't really use it how I intended to use it because they got caught up in that FTX scandal where the F FS SSC F SEC went after them because they were using LBC as their coin and they said it was like a security or something. It wasn't crypto. They saw it as some sort of competition and FTX went after them through the SEC. And so now you can't buy LBC in the United States. And so it's like it's like a version of Bitcoin that I can't buy. So like every time it was a, it was an interesting concept. Every time you watch my videos, I would earn LBC. Now, economically speaking, I literally don't know how that works. I don't understand how that works. That's not a sustainable model. But maybe I think, to my understanding, they were sitting on some huge endowment or something. So while the LBC was there, I was willing to dabble. But the, the, the currency kept falling, and it just got harder and harder. And then the exchange that I was using to buy LBC decided, like, they weren't going to carry it anymore. And I was just like, screw this. I'm done. I'm done jumping through these hoops. I had, like, $300 in LBC. I put it into my channel. I was collecting more. It was growing, and I, it, for a while, it was. I felt like I like successful. I felt like I was doing something good, and then all of a sudden, it just started falling through. And then um, I was having trouble getting it connected through Stripe, through Stripe, but then they got that fixed. And so when they finally got that issue resolved, I was able to take donations through Stripe, and I was all in on that, and I was very happy. And I had my first two subscribers, and I was just like, "Oh, look at this! I've got some subscribers," and it slowly started falling apart because that was toward the end of the podcast or whatever. So, yeah, I've, I've had some bad experiences with Odyssey as a user. And then other people, they say, I'll try to watch your video. And I remember, like, it wouldn't play videos from Android very easily or from Chrome. or They just, it wasn't ready for public consumption when they launched it. I got into it early, so I've been using it for like five years, and yeah, it, it was a cool project, but yeah, um, Tim was right. It's not mainstream. It wasn't ready for public consumption. So, of course, Daily Wire isn't going to use that. I'm still going through your, through your comments here with the Elon story. It says, interesting, it sounds like employees working behind Elon's back. I'm really interested about the EU trying to impose misinformation takedowns on social media companies, threatening to find 6% of revenue. I think they underestimate just how much they already depend on these big companies. So it seems like the EU, and I don't have any, I don't have an article. Well, that, yeah, you did post an article for that. Seems sounds like the EU wants to impose a disinformation fine. I'm going to have to read that and come back to it later to ne next week. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been shadow banned and I'm, that's where the saga left off. I guess the saga continues, you know, let's go and see where the, what is a woman hashtag leads us before I sign off here. Oops, something went wrong. So if you try to use the, what is a woman hashtag, 
Uh, apparently, you cannot. Let's retry it. You can't. They disabled the hashtag, so I'm guessing um, that that's not going to happen. Let's go to Jeremy Boring's Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's working, thanks to everybody who helped us stand up for free speech. It's got a warning. Uh, every parent should watch this, Elon says. To celebrate, we're keeping up on Twitter for the rest of the weekend so everyone can in- enjoy it. So then there's a picture of a tweet, and I need to take a picture of this screenshot, of Elon saying every parent should watch this. And then it's the What is a Woman documentary. This leaves me with some serious questions here. Because it sounds like Elon is not very involved in his own platform. But then it also sounds like Elon is very involved in his own platform. So what really happened here? Was this middlemen? Was this something else? Daily Wire news. I'm not going to follow Daily Wire, but I'm trying to follow this story. Yeah, Daily Wire also has this like child actor called Brett something what was it what's her name brett cooper she's like this young female version of ben shapiro who was a child actor and then they brought her on and gave her a podcast and she's kind of like um like a streamer type personality it seems like or but she was also like a very hollywood child actor she's got that hollywood kind of vibe going on let's see six I don't know, man. So it's it's on again, it's off again, it's on again, it's off again. It's unbanned, banned, we're dating, we're not bait, dating, we love each other, we hate it. It's like a freaking Nickelback song. I don't know what's going on anymore. But I guess you could watch it this weekend. So, yay. I, I don't know. Like, I think what I'm saying about Elon is I wonder if he's like, if he doesn't actually know the difference between right and wrong and all of his mannerisms are just like learned from movies and TV, like, is he like a literal psycho, like not psycho sociopath? And so like, and I asked that because like, he says, Oh, this is hate speech. That's wrong. Well, this isn't hate speech and it needs to be protected under free speech. Like you don't know the difference, but you know, between right and wrong. And then like, did you watch it? Did he finally get around to watching it? And he was like, no, this is good. I believe the hype. Or should you believe the hype? Or should you listen to your employees or not in, not believe them? Or how do you make your decisions? It doesn't seem like he has a moral code or basis for his ethics, which leads me to wonder if he's a sociopath. And that's how he comes up with things like Neuralink. Because that's, that's dystopian cyberpunk future. It's coming, folks. That's full-on transhumanism but that's a topic for another show where are we at on the timer let's find out good googly moogly we're at 35 minutes and i've essentially rambled the entire time but i thank you for listening if you made it this far um the zero fryer podcast will do deep dives on issues of the day what's going on in my world and yours and as you can see my brain works like a web and there's lots of connection points for each topic. And I could I could just go off on the flow of consciousness. And that's fine. That's how I like it. I am 
involved in other shows that are more structured, like the uh, Indie Christian Culture podcast that's uh, from 520. We're uh, building, we're building that out. I'm on the uh, 520 Collective radio show on GH3 Radio once a month. Um, we come out with new episodes and the 520 Collective podcast. I think there's like a longer version of that. We also do some streams and stuff. We're making the changes that we're going to make with 520, so you don't hear me talk about that very often, but it's something worth checking out. More structured version of this. I'm going to continue to build this show out as as it goes, or maybe maybe I won't. Maybe I shouldn't. You know, Maybe I shouldn't worry about the corporate version and the corporate structure of these things, because... Well, I mean, one, obviously, I'm never going to be corporate. I'm never going to be accepted by corporate. I'm never going to be aired on any corporate stations. Like, nobody cares enough about what, any of what I do. So, you know, that's there's that thing. But, like, I'm just not, I'm not cut out for that. I'm just basic, real conversation. And as long as the Zero Hour, the Zero for Hire podcast is just free-form, non-structured, just open to talk about whatever I want, I guess. Maybe there's some bit of charm there. I know that you guys have certainly been very active in the Telegram group. So we're going to just... It says zero talks. I got to change that. I'm going to change it back to zero for hire for now. And um, we're still waiting for a podcast, man. But um, when we get a, when we get an actual name for the show, we will uh, we'll get this part of it structured because that's something that needs to be structured. But you can follow me on Substack, the zero for, uh, zero for hire productions Substack. It's um, zero for hire dot Substack dot com, and uh, that's where all my collections are. Like I said, we are going through some personal financial times with my actual career as uh, as it pertains to me and my family. But I do find a little time to talk into the microphone because I enjoy it. I find it cathartic and I'm interested in the world. So I'll, I'll continue to do that. This show could really use your help as a value for value podcast. Um, by listening on a podcast 2.0 app like Fountain FM, you can listen and stream sats while you listen. Uh, we have some people that are doing that. Or um, if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you just want to involve people in the conversation in our Telegram chat, send them a link for, to Substack. Tell them to sign up and subscribe so that I know who's listening to the show and I can continue to be motivated to like drag myself out of bed and actually come out to the car and talk to you guys for a half hour every day. That that's that's really all I need to be motivated. So if you appreciate these talks, share it with somebody, help me to grow the show uh so we can get ever so closer to um making this something the uh, the next version of whatever it's going to be. And uh some people help with treasure, some people help with time like uh webmaster Josh He's always helping me develop things for the internet, and he was responsible for the whole zero, the zero hour podcasts website. Um, obviously, that's not something that we're going to carry anymore. But when we get a friggin' name for this show, he's the guy that 
when we need help with the web stuff, he's always the first person I turn to. And yeah, man, I just I love this podcast life. So I just wanted to talk slow and soak it in and say thanks for listening. I'm going to go now. I will see you guys on Monday and uh, hopefully the world doesn't burn down by then. So till next time, you guys know how we roll. Uh, stay holy and I'll talk to you Monday. <laughs>